Welcome to the Lead Your Life series, where we share real-life experiences of how personal struggles and seeming setbacks were turned into phenomenal stories of hope and grace. Hello. It's my pleasure to be a guest on Lead Your Life series brought to you by SeasonedLifeJournal.com. When I write my name, I write it as Ayola Steven Efunkoya. Friends and other people call me all sorts of names. Some say Wheezy, some have previously said AY Noble, some say AY. But for me, I would just be fine if you call me Ayola Efunkoya. No mister, no doctor, no chief, nothing. I consider myself to be wearing two hats at this moment. First, as a communication professional with the desire to tell stories about issues and communities that would have often gone untold. And then as an accessible technology enthusiast who desires to help the blind become more productive and more independent through the use of technology. Listening to what I do, it's possible for you to say, wow, he does a lot. Yes, I do quite a lot, but it didn't just start in a day. It's been a long time coming. And so for you to understand this story, let's start from the very beginning. I am the first of eight children. For many parents, especially in Africa, the birth of a first child is often accompanied with joy. For my parents, I would say yes, it was some sort of joy, but their own joy, I wasn't there, but I believe it was somewhat cut short because their first child was blind. For my parents, this was not just surprising but a total disappointment, a total letdown, and, you know, a total devastating experience. My mom tells me from time to time, whenever she remembers that, before I was born, she had heard of blind persons, read about them in books, seen them in the media, but to see and meet one directly, well, I was the first. So it was more of a devastating experience. They did all they could, but of course, things happened the way they are. At birth, I could see partially, which means that I had vision enough to see and identify objects and obstacles in my way. I could tell colors and all that. But as I grew to become a teenager, it became worse. And now as I'm talking to you, even the brightest light I can't see. It's often said that the way you do one thing, if you check yourself, is the way you often will do other things. That for me is the nature of a major challenge I grew up with. Of course, I had many challenges as a child, but one for me stands out at this moment, and so that's what I want to talk to you about with the hope that it will not only inspire you, but that it will also help you to realize that you can become anything you want to become despite the limitations in life. Growing up as a child, I didn't realize how serious my blindness was because I was with neighbors, friends, and other people with whom I played. We played football, we ran, sometimes we went to fetch water together, we built houses in the sand, we drew in the sand, we did all those games that children in Lagos in Western Nigeria will do. But the reality began to dawn on me when I grew older. My parents, because they felt probably that he's blind after all, Let's let the third-born assume the role of the first child, which means things that have been done by the first-born, the third child was doing. 
where I see it as a challenge, which still manifests in my life till today, is that I became a bit laid back. I'll let people take decisions for me. I want them to do things and somewhat I want to agree with them. Even if I don't completely agree, I won't be able to voice my disagreement or disapproval. It continued like that in school. I wasn't the most vocal type and all that. Of course, you know that this is not the best way to take lead of your own life. I'll tell you that many things changed my perspective and made it obvious that I needed to take the lead role in my own life. First, going to a school for the blind, I met all sorts of people. During the holiday, some of my friends would come home to visit me. They would go out to places, do all sorts of things. My parents would not allow me because they believe, ah, oh, he's blind, he can't do it. And if I must go, somebody must accompany me. You know, things kept going on and on like that. Until after my secondary school, when I went back to the headmistress of my primary school, Reverend Sister Justina Obiajinwa, she told me that, Guy, you cannot let your mom be going with you everywhere or even your dad. You're going to the university and they will not be there for you. Even if they want to be, life will not make it possible. So you need to take charge. You need to become the leader in your own life. So what did she do? She gave me a white cane. If you are conversant, a white cane is to a blind person an aid that helps detect obstacles and objects ahead of you. She said, you're going to resume work here as an assistant teacher next week. And I expect that you will come to school on your own without your mom coming with you. Wow, this was challenging. Like, are you serious? I will do this. But I found out I was doing it. I was taking at least two buses in the morning and, you know, I suddenly found myself being able to go out to school to work. And one day she called me and said, this is how life is supposed to be. Yes, you, you will need help. Everybody does need help, even those who can see with their two eyes opened. But you cannot let people take decisions for you. You will not... Your mom will not go with you when you have a girlfriend. Your mom will not go with you to school when you resume at the university. Your mom will not resume with you at work. So I began to realize that I needed to take the lead role. And as it is today, I tell people that even if your place is in the moon, whether I live or work in the moon, but I need to see you or you need me to do something, just give me the address and probably the description of how to get there. Don't worry about how I'll get there, but I'll get there. Another thing that changed my perspective is the fact that I met a friend, Chineze Oluashina. She was who I will call, and she remains one of my strongest advocates from the Young Africa Leadership Initiative that took place in Badagri, Lagos in 2017, February, March. She was really there and, you know, I saw her desire to try and understand me and who I am and all that. It was interesting that Chichi and I sat next to each other and she used to say, and she still says, because that rings in my head, that you need to be intentional about life. Life doesn't just happen. You have to decide to take it on. You have to make sure that, yes, I, need, I, I have decided that I'm going to do this. And you have to be intentional about it. You know, that statement, being intentional about your life and the actions you want to take, anytime I remember it and I remember her, gives me the drive. 
Today, I work as a journalist with a federal government parastatal voice of Nigeria. It is not the best place I can be. It is not where I believe I should be. But I have within me that desire to go into media entrepreneurship and all that. And I know that if I am not intentional, it will not happen. So you see, that's where Chichi's piece of advice comes in. And you know, that rings a bell every time. Like you have to take a decisive step. Another thing that I'll say changed it is the fact that my parents, my dad, used to tell us when we were in primary and secondary school that a child who wants to know and understand anything forms the habit of asking questions. Even when people put you down, you stay focused, you stay determined to ask the questions. That was what I did while I was at the University of Lagos. You know, sometimes I'll ask questions in class and people will be like, Oh God, the class is over now. Hey, why stop? Let us go. Don't you get it? But I stuck to my guns. I stood my ground. Lecturers would explain. I would understand better. Other members of the class would understand better. And so at the end of four years in the Department of Mass Communication, Ayola Efunkoya, who came in as a student who didn't know how the university environment worked because I didn't have any elder sibling and no proper mentoring and all that before I got in, came out the best in his class with a CGPA of 4.36 out of a possible 5.0. If I had worked hard or if the system, because there are other stories to it, but if I had worked harder, perhaps I would have made a 4.5, which is a first class. But we thank God. A final experience that changed my life and continues to change my life on the need to take action and a decisive role in my life is the fact that I am reading a book now called Living Forward. It's by Michael Hyatt and Daniel Hackavy. It's an audio book that I am actually currently listening to and they talk about the fact that you cannot leave life to chance. You have to take an active step in planning your life and deciding where it will go. I'm not through with the book, but I think that book is really making a positive impact. So with these life-changing experiences and persons, I took a number of steps, but I'll just quickly give you two in passing. I decided that I have to be independent of my parents. I have to be able to go out on my own and go places. I have to be independent of my siblings and realize that they too have their own lives to lead. They cannot always be there. They will get married someday. They'll go to school someday. They'll be away. Even there will be days when we'll be at home together, but they will need to do their own things. They want to rest. They want to read and all that. Also, I decided within myself that, yes, my parents may not have given me so many roles of the firstborn to play, not because they were wicked, not because they decided to shortchange me, but because probably that was the best they knew at that time or, you know, they just were pitying me like many people will do. But then that's the experience, but it doesn't mean that I have to continue life like that. I have to be more decisive, more active, more deliberate and more intentional in taking my own actions. Today, as a result of this, I go to work on my own. 
go to cover assignments for my office. Even as a visually impaired person, it's possible to want to say, ah, I can't go, who will do this, who will take me there and all that. But life is not all about that. I take on courses just because I want to build my capacity and I want to improve myself. So the success stories or achievements from all of these actions that I took is that first, I have been deliberate and I've decided to see that Yes, first there may be challenges that make it impossible for me to do everything. But that's the same thing for everyone. So they need to collaborate and bring people on board. My primary initiative is Accessibility 360. It's a platform that is still in the works and we are hoping to build it to a level where it becomes a leading source of information and education of the blind about technology that is available for them out there to improve their productivity and make them more independent. As a listener, you may not know because you are not blind. But as it is, technology has made it easy. Increasingly, the system in the U.S. from where a lot of these things originate requires that when you do things, you make it usable for all categories of persons, whether they are blind, whether they cannot hear. So every technology that is produced, they try their best to make sure that there is a way for people to use it. Yes, these things exist. Some blind persons know about them, but not everybody knows. So at Accessibility 360, we try to increase knowledge of these things, train on how to use this so that they can be more independent and be able to compete in school, at work, at play, and in other spheres of life. Imagine what it will be when a visually impaired person is at home and can pick his phone and take a screenshot of a paper publication and see what it contains. A visually impaired lady is in the kitchen and she's cooking and she can pick her phone, use it to take a snapshot of what she's holding and get to know what exactly she's holding, that this is a box of detergent, not um, condiment. You know, so this, those are the things we try to do in this area. I will also tell you that I am becoming more engaged and deliberately seeking ways to make sure that my dream of becoming a media entrepreneur is eventually realized. My story wouldn't be complete if you don't take away some lessons from it. So here are my lessons that I think you should take away. First, as a parent, if you ever have a child who is with a disability, you need to realize that you will not always be there for them. You need to let them be themselves and in that way, make sure that they can realize their full potential with the best of their ability, even with any possible physical limitations. Seek information on how you can help them and all that. And while you are at it, don't neglect or overwork other siblings. What usually happens is that because we want to protect and provide for that other child out of pity and all that, we tend to overwork the other siblings and neglect their needs. Remember that they are human beings and whatever you do today could make a lot of difference. For the person who is with a disability, or indeed for anybody who faces a challenge right now, I need you to realize that challenges are part of life. There's nobody without a challenge, even those you are seeing walking and smiling. If you could explore their life and see what they are, some of them are going through, you would see that you're probably better off than some of them. And nobody has it all. 
even as a blind person, I have colleagues in my office who bring their work to me and say, hey, well, please help me approve this, help me go through, through this, cross-check and make corrections where necessary. You know, so it tells me that there are some things I'm good at and I cannot and I should never write myself off. For the society, I would say, because I mean, this kind of recording is not complete without talking to the society. Persons with a disability don't need your pity, sympathy and all that. What persons in this category need is your support and understanding. Understanding that they are human beings like you who have rights, who have responsibilities and who need to be understood, appreciated and valued for what they can contribute. So when a person with a disability comes to you in search of job, look at their competence and all that and see how you can make good use of that. And, you know, when a person with disability will meet them on the road or something, it is not time to give them money. It is more appropriate to find ways to ensure that they can be the best in their current situation. You support them, you encourage them and all that, and everything will work out for good. These lessons, I hope that if you take them into consideration, everything will be good for everyone. Whatever challenges you may be facing in life, remember you are your own first supporter, your own first leader, and so be happy with yourself, be proud of yourself, and where there are shortcomings or inadequacies that you feel, seek knowledge, seek to improve yourself, and at the end of the day, you will be a better person for it. The society will benefit from your experience, your family will be better for it, and of course you will feel more fulfilled, you will feel more determined, and you will contribute to any situation you find yourself in. Remember, be happy, seek knowledge, and be the solution in everything you do. As I said, my name is Ayola Efunkoya. I can be reached via WhatsApp, text message, or phone call on 0802-944-9441. For those calling from outside Nigeria or trying to reach me via WhatsApp from outside Nigeria, it's plus 234-802-944-9441. I'm available by email, ayolaefunkoya at gmail.com. That's A-Y-O-L-A-E-F-U-N-K-O-Y-A at gmail.com, all lowercase. I am available on Twitter at Ayokoya, A-Y-O-K-O-Y-A. I am also available on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ayokoya, the crown, A-Y-O-K-O-Y-A, the crown, T-H-E-C-R-O-W-N, or facebook.com slash Ayokoya. I'll be happy to hear from you. Um, from time to time, I try to motivate people with my story and experience. I'm available to also train people who are visually impaired on how they can use technology to enhance their productivity and their independence. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. It's been my pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lead Your Life series. This is a special edition of Leisure Live Podcast, brought to you by SeasonLifeJournal.com.